Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another episode of the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. Welcome back if you are a subscriber to the podcast. And if you're brand new, then please consider subscribing so you don't miss any of the incredible interviews that I've got lined up for you. I want to share with you some insight about the Beauty and the Vlog YouTube Bootcamp, which will be enrolling this August from one of our bootcampers, Hannah, who has grown thousands of subscribers during and after the bootcamp. Take it away, Hannah. My name is Hannah Bell, and I want to share my experience participating in Beauty and Vlog Bootcamp. At first, I was quite hesitant, but I was only gaining two to five subscribers every day, and I didn't have a niche, so I knew I needed to take the plunge. I've been listening to Erica's Beauty and Vlog podcast for quite a while, and it has helped me some, so I knew I could trust her. And boy, was I right. Not only did I learn how to improve my channel, but I learned a little bit about myself. And that's when you know you entered something great. I now have a niche. I now know how to create my thumbnails and what people are looking for. I've just learned so much. I could go on and on. And not only did I learn how to improve my channel, I've also made lasting friendships with amazing people. I'm forever grateful for this experience. I started this bootcamp with only 9,138 subscribers. Now I have 11,375 subscribers and it's just growing each and every day thanks to Erica. The quality of my channel as a whole has improved so much. So if any of you guys are questioning whether you should join this beauty and vlog bootcamp or not, do it. Just like Nike says, just do it. You'll be forever grateful just like I am. Thank you, Hannah, for that. Now, if you're wanting to make YouTube your career and you're trying all the tricks, tips, and hacks, but you seem stuck, or maybe you've been wanting to start a channel or are brand new and just want a roadmap and someone to help you discover your unique self and bring that to YouTube, then consider the Beauty in the Vlog YouTube Bootcamp. It's not just a course, it's an experience and one that will dramatically change your YouTube channel and your life. Join the hundreds of bootcampers who have discovered their unique niche on YouTube and as a result are seeing increased views and watch time and most importantly, a community of loyal and engaged subscribers that tune into their videos time and time again. Sign up for the waitlist so you're the first to be notified and grab your spot. I am capping it at 100 bootcampers this time around. Go to beautyinthevlog.com forward slash bootcamp to sign up for the waitlist. And I hope you give me the opportunity to help you with your YouTube channel and help guide you just as Hannah did for her channel. So for this episode of the podcast, I am interviewing the incredible and amazing Australian fitness influencer, Sarah, or better known as Sarah's Day. Now, Sarah is an Australian holistic health and fitness YouTuber with a love for functional fitness, creating healthy recipes, healing the body naturally, and utilizing home remedies. She has two eight-week fitness guys, an activewear line, healthy protein balls, and a YouTube channel with nearly 700,000 subscribers and 70 million video views. I loved my conversation with Sarah. She revealed so much about not just being a YouTuber, but also starting businesses and being a successful entrepreneur as a online influencer. So stay tuned for this amazing episode. Enjoy. Mwah. Well, hello, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having yes, me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you and talk all about your journey and YouTube and all that fun stuff. But before we dive in, the first thing that I always, I always ask is what inspired you to get onto YouTube? 
Well, it's kind of like a bit of a sad story, I guess, and like a bit anticlimactic. But I started on Instagram and basically I evolved into YouTube because I couldn't be bothered to write really long captions in response. (laughs) (laughs) So for instance, I would post a photo of my acne. So a before and after photo Mm. and people would say, tell me everything you did. How did you get rid of it? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't be bothered to write a comment back. So I just made a video because I found it a lot easier to I guess, portray my message verbally. Mm. So it just started like that. I just sat down, did sit down chats, and then it just evolved and exploded. So when was this? This was in 2013, I think. It was like my first video. Oh, interesting. So yeah. So how? Yeah, my first video was just about hormonal acne and just like a life update at that point. And how many followers did you have on Instagram when you started doing videos? I think I had like... I'm going to say around 5,000, 7,000. Okay. So you're still like sm- on the smaller end there too. Yeah. When I, when I started my Instagram, no one was really doing that. Everyone, Instagram had just become a really cool app and all my friends had it for their personal use. Mm-hmm. And so when I made a health Instagram, everyone was like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Like this was sort of unheard of. Everyone was like, what, why aren't you just being yourself? Why are you just showing your health side? So I gained I guess 7,000 followers really quickly because it, like I said, there wasn't that much competition. That's so true. I didn't think about that because you said 2013, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. That is really early in the Instagram. But I think it was even, it was even earlier than that because that was YouTube. So Instagram would have been a year before that even. So 2012. Yeah. Um, so I started that and then I got 7,000 followers really, really quickly. Mm. And then at that point, a lot of more people came into the market and they saw what I was doing or not just me, just other people had the same idea. So it got really competitive. And then I ended up plateauing on 7,000 followers for like, I'm going to say a year and a half. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And were you active on Instagram? Yeah, but it wasn't my number one goal. Mm. Like I would post twice a week or once a week mm. and then maybe every day it was really inconsistent Sporadic. I didn't have a set schedule gotcha and then all right so then you uploaded onto YouTube talking about your hormonal acne and then you said explode it exploded so what was the timeline there when you first uploaded that first video and then your YouTube channel really took off um I guess I got oh I I don't even know the figures because at that point it wasn't even about that. Like I literally just wanted to share my story because when I was going through my hormonal acne stage, that's what I would do. I would honestly stay up until four in the morning, research people's stories and what other people did to get rid of their hormonal acne. So when I started curing mine, that's why I did it. I I thought I'm just going to go in here and share my story. And I didn't even look at subscribers. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't really understand how YouTube worked until I think my sister she was an avid YouTube watcher. And she said, oh my gosh, Sarah, you have 10,000 followers or something. I was like, what? I didn't even know how it worked. So, wow. so I, I don't, yeah, I, I genuinely, I don't even know when that, you know, when that number really started to creep up, but I just got a lot of emails, people saying, can you make another one? Cause again, I was really inconsistent. I made like one a month. Mm. I was like, uh, when I have time in between uni. Yeah. Yeah. And this was, but this was way back in 2013, 2014 around that time. Yeah. Yeah. So then at what point did say, I mean, you must have remembered when you hit a hundred thousand subscribers. Yes. Okay. Yes. I definitely remember that. I was at university. Mm. <laughs> it's actually a really funny story. Okay. I was at university. I was at university and, um, one of my best friends at the time, she was really supportive of my YouTube channel. And she said, you know, I, I, 
I feel deep in my soul that university isn't for you and YouTube's going to be your future. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. Mm. No, like I'm going to be a teacher. It's fine. And then we were in class and she just yelled out. She was like, you did it. And I turned around and I was like, what? And she's like, you reached 100,000 subscribers. Mm. And this was like two years ago. And, um, and we ran outside and she said, you need to take an epic picture. So I climbed this huge wall at university. I jumped off it and I ended up breaking my foot. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> it was so funny. So I posted the photo and I was like, hashtag so worth it. And then I had to go to the hospital and all this stuff. But it was it was funny. But yeah, you safe broke to say, your I was foot. very <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well. I, I tore, I tore the the sole of my foot. Oh anyway. my god! I just say broke because it's, it's easier. easier. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! But that was, that's so that, funny. Yeah, that was I think two years ago because mm-hmm. that was my final year of uni. Okay, that, that happened. So yeah, two years ago, I reached a hundred thousand subscribers. Oh my gosh! And that was. It sounds like that was about three years after you uploaded your first video. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Three, yeah, roughly that. Yeah. Okay. So you were going to university to be a teacher. And then yep. what did you do after you graduated? Did you pursue your career or did you really just focus on YouTube? Well, plot twist, didn't actually graduate. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so, so what happened was I finished school and then I didn't know what I wanted to do. I took a gap year and I just worked and saved up, bought a car and I always had a love for creativity. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I just want to be a hashtag boss girl. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to a private college and doing a marketing diploma. So it was just one year. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. I loved it. But then when I did all my internships, they were in very stale um, companies, mm-hmm. I guess, and stale brands mm-hmm. and things that I weren't passionate about. So while I loved marketing and I loved advertising, I just didn't love the brand. That business world, yeah. So Exactly. So I was like, I was very business savvy. I loved meeting new people. I loved networking, but I just wasn't passionate about any of the projects per se. Yeah. So then my mom is a preschooler. I love kids. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll be a primary school teacher. To me, it was a safer job. Mm-hmm. I could move around. I could pretty much get a job in any state mm-hmm. that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I did, um, so I did a th- three years of a four year degree. And on the third year, when I finished the third year, YouTube was booming. I was getting all these amazing opportunities and it was really consuming so much of my time. I had to make that decision whether to go full-time YouTube or finish my degree. Mm. So I deferred and I said, you know, if YouTube doesn't work out, I can always go back. And then, um, yeah, it just continued to boom because I put all of my focus, all of my effort, all of my energy into YouTube mm. and Instagram and into Sarah's day. Oh, wow. And so were, um, how many subscribers did you have when you made that pretty important decision? That would have been around 120,000 okay. because it was just after the foot breaking uh, story. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. And so were you still living at home at the time when you decided that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, and that's also the thing. I didn't have a lot of financial, like financial pressure. Yeah. I had my car and my phone, but you know, my parents are really supportive. I was living at home. So I didn't have that many expenses to worry about. Yeah. And that's super cool. That's just like a, when you're able to, I mean, YouTube, as you know, is it's so much work and it, yeah. yes, you can do it as a hobby. And, and a lot of people do their working and then they're doing YouTube on the side. But if you can really, if you have the opportunity like you did to really be able to focus on it, I mean, yeah. you can see so, so many results so much quick, much more quickly. Yeah. And that's what I try to tell people as well. I meet a lot of my followers out and about around my area and they say, I want to do what you do. And I want to 
upload as many as you do. And I say, honestly, don't put that pressure on yourself mm-hmm. because that is my full-time job. Yes. I wake up at six every day. I go to bed at midnight and that's what I'm doing full-time. Don't put that pressure on yourself to have my kind of timeline because you go to school. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just, it's simply impossible. You can totally have a channel. You can have an Instagram and a YouTube, but if you're trying to follow my schedule, you can't, you can't go to school as well. That's crazy. So what did you change about your YouTube channel when you went full-time? It was more about the consistency. And I always tried to maintain the same quality in my edits. Mm -hmm. So I always said to myself, I always want to edit my own videos. So I know a lot of people who get into YouTube and it becomes their full-time job, they end up outsourcing that because they just want to focus on the content Mm -hmm. and being happy and taking care of themselves. And I totally get that because the editing process is 100% the most time consuming and the most emotionally draining as well. But I think that's what makes my channel really personal and people kind of know what to expect now. They know when I'm going to do a close up. they know when I'm going to do a music montage and it's just nice knowing that you're watching it and you feel safe because you know what's coming up. Yeah. There's there's branding to the editing in essence. 100%, Uh 100%. So so I guess it gave me time to really put a little bit more effort into my edits. Mm. And like I said, it was all about consistency. So what? here's a little tip for the Instagrammers out there who want to grow their Instagram. My New Year's resolution was to upload one Instagram photo every single day. And I know that to some people that sounds like, oh, hashtag duh, obviously. Yeah. But this was, this was at the time where I was just uploading when I wanted to. Sometimes it was twice a week. Sometimes it was every day. That resolution made me grow almost 100,000 subscribers in a year. On Instagram? On in- yeah, sorry, followers. 100,000 followers in a year. Mm. Grow extra that year. Wow. So, you know, just – and my mum was actually the one to tell me that because she was really into blogs, like mm. more, you know, her, her age bracket, yeah. I want to say. They're really into blogging and following each other's blogs. Mm-hmm. So she was saying that she loves this blog that she follows because she uploads every single Wednesday mm. without a doubt mm. and she'll upload an update every morning. And my mum said that's what she loves. She loves the, the security yeah. and the consistency. So I said, okay, I'll take that tip. And I'll apply it to my own platforms. I like what you said, actually, the security. I think that's a really, I've never had anybody actually uh, describe it in that way, but I think it's so true. And like how you said that there's the consistency in a way is a security, like the way that you edit, you have a consistency to the way that you edit, like there's a branding to it. And so there's a security in like knowing what's coming up and not being surprised or just knowing like that they can count on that. They can count on you uploading. And I think that's a really great way to phrase it. I like that. Exactly. It's like you don't want to get um, attached to a show or, you know, a series if you're not sure if it's going to come back for another season. So I just like to tell my followers and my subscribers, you can totally get attached because I'm going to upload every three days. I'm going to upload an Instagram every day. I'm going to Instagram story every day. You can get attached because I'm not going anywhere. And so how often do you upload? I upload a YouTube every three days. Mm. Sometimes there are bonus videos. And if it's ever every four days, I'll always tell um, my followers on Instagram or on Instagram story. I'll say, hey, I'm actually traveling right now. The vlog is ready to go, but it's going to be a day late. So I always communicate and they always know what's going on. How many uh, subscribers right now? I'm sorry. How many followers do you have on Instagram right now? Um, On Instagram, I think I have 421K. And, but you're so you're bigger on YouTube. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. 
identify myself as a YouTuber. You do. So even though I started, you started on Instagram. Instagram. So why do you do you feel you're bigger on YouTube because you just put more energy to YouTube, or why do you feel definitely okay? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even think my energy. I just think me as a person. I'm very. I use my hands. I'm very um, animated mm-hmm. with my. That yes, mm-hmm. that's the word expressive, and that's just that just comes naturally to me. So when I was growing up, my friends would always make me the storyteller. You know, if mm-hmm. we did out went out and did something crazy, I would always come back and tell the story. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's always said you're you're a really good t- storyteller. So I think people like my YouTube because even if I'm just talking about my new moisturizer of my face I make it a story yeah, you know yeah, you make it interesting <laughs> it's, yeah yeah it's more exciting to watch on YouTube rather than to read yeah definitely I and I think that's great and uh so okay so the next question is what was the tipping point for your YouTube channel so usually there's like something right like a video yeah. or a collaboration or shout out what was your tipping point I would say there would be two. The first one was the first one was the combination of my videos where I did my hormonal acne story. Oh no, there's so many. Okay, I'm going to I'll pick two. The first one was my hormonal acne story. I really opened up. I was really raw about that experience and I showed before and after photos that I never thought I would show anyone, you know, mm-hmm. when my skin was really inflamed, really broken out and people resonated with that and they said you know, my skin's the same and I, and I, I'm embarrassed about it and I'm really inspired to see that you got over it. So that opened up a little niche market Mm. for the girls who were struggling with that. On the flip side, I, as sad as this is, I actually went through a really sad breakup, uh, three years ago. And, you know, my followers knew that I was dating this guy for seven years and I was in love with him. He was my life. And then yeah, all of a sudden we we broke up. It was really amicable, but I just broke down in front of my blog and I said, guys, I can't pretend to be happy anymore. I was just crying in mm. front of the camera saying, I want to be real. I want to be authentic. I want to be transparent. And right now I'm really sad. I'm still going to vlog and I'm still healthy. I'm still going to the gym, but I just want you guys to know that deep in my soul, I'm really feeling empty. Mm. And, and you shared all that. Um, And I shared all that. And I just wanted to be real and say, not every day is perfect. And I remember I was in the car crying and yeah, that again, that opened up another niche market of girls saying they wanted, you know, they went through a similar thing or they wanted to know how to become happy Mm. or, you know, they were going through problems at school. And so I think people just really saw me for who I was and they knew that the vlogs going forward weren't just going to be my happy moments. I would share everything if I was having a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. So people, people were invested in my life and they wanted to see how I was going to turn that around. Definitely. That is very cool. So back to like the skincare, did you find that, did you have any videos that just did really, really well once you started revealing that, uh, and that caused some growth? Yeah, definitely. Again, the ones that do really well are transformation. Yes. So I've only done a few of those because I only want to film them when it's really genuine and if I really do have a transformation. So I feel like there's a lot of YouTubers out there who every second week they film a transformation video. I'm like, how much can you transform in two weeks? Yeah. So I really, I really only done two proper transformation videos in my whole YouTube career. And the first one was my fitness transformation and that again, sort of spiked my channel and gave me some new subscribers again. Uh, what kind of, and what do you mean by like fitness transformation exactly? It was, I guess like images, but also stories. 
So a, a before and after image is always nice to see. Yeah. You know, you, you want to see how people look different. But then my story, it was how I found a balance between health and fitness and how I live a maintainable, healthy lifestyle and how it's not just a diet or a, a fitness routine anymore. It's just my it's life. lifestyle. Yeah. And so why do you feel like that just did so well? I feel like, let's be honest with ourselves, everyone wants the answers or mm. everyone wants the secret. Everyone wants the hack. So true. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, there is no secret. There are tips that I can give and there's my advice and there's my story, but there's no one size fits all approach. And I always try to make sure I say that in my videos. You know, I would never, there's a thing, I'm sure you're aware of it. It's called clickbait. Mm -hmm. I hate when people use clickbait and they say, the one thing you need mm -hmm. to transfer, like lose five pounds in a day. You know, I, I don't, that's not my vibe. That's not my channel. So, you know, I'm happy to make a transformation video and say, this is what I used to look like. This is what I look like now. But at the end of the day, there is no secret. It's just consistency, eating healthy and training in a way that's right for you and your body. So I try to give as many uh, specific tips as I can, because people want to know, they want to mm -hmm. know how much you eat, what time of the day I try to give that, but also be really cautious and stress the fact that everyone is different. What works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So it, it, there's a balance. Yeah, that's definitely true. And so probably what you're saying is that it's like, it was like you, you created a video that actually had a lot of value to it, that like it was a true transformation. It wasn't just like, oh, here's like a quick tip for this or quick tip. It was like a really personal video that like you really gave a lot of tips and ideas and it sounded like people, it sounded like people really, really liked that and needed that. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end of that video, I would say, um, you know, I upload every three days, follow my journey and I'll show you in practice what this looks like. So then people are more mm. invested and they say, okay, this is her transformation. Let's see how she lives her day-to-day -day life now. And that's my channel, mm. essentially. So how many, when you uploaded that particular video, like, do you remember the numbers around that? Like, do you remember how many subscribers you were at and how many that helped you grow? And like, how, how many oh. views that video got? Honestly, I, I could look up the views now on my computer. I think that's my most viewed. It's like over the million. Okay. But in terms of subscribers, I just need to be totally honest. I, I, I hardly ever look at subscriber count. Like mm. my, my followers or my subscribers are always the ones who are like, congratulations, Sezi, you made it to 500,000 subscribers. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I, I think if I, if I focused on the number, it would, I would lose the love for it. I, I do, I make videos to try to help others and I try to make content that's interesting. And if, if I focus on the number, it becomes a business and then I lose my flair, I lose my love and I lose my happiness about yeah. it. So I, I honestly couldn't even tell you what subscriber count I was at at that point. I just, I just did it. I didn't do it for growth. I did it because that was relevant to me yeah. at that time. No, definitely. I do purposely try not to look at the number because it's, it's hard not to look at because it's like right there in front. I don't actively not try. I just like, I, I don't want to say I don't care because mm. it's so nice and I feel really, really lucky. Mm. But um, I think because a lot of people like, people who are close to me, they ground me. And so, you know, my parents, my sisters and, and Kurt, they don't, they don't get crazy excited over a number or a subscriber amount. You know, it's, we're really simple people and I'm the same. I just, I don't know. I, I, I just don't focus on the number and it's never been something that I get excited over. I, I prefer to meet someone in real life and they say, 
oh my gosh, I watched your acne update and it's transformed my skin. Like to me, that is winning. It's not a number. It's, it's if I change someone's life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really good point in the sense of like wanting to create videos for value. I mean, that's ultimately what it comes down to with success on YouTube is creating content that people need and also people want. And sometimes people don't know what they need. They don't even know what they want, but you know, it's, 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 it's taking your gifts and what you have to offer and presenting it in a way that could help people. And yeah. it sounds like for you, that that's really your focus. And I think for, for most YouTubers that are, have achieved success, ultimately, like that's what it comes down to. Like you can't, you cannot have a sustainable career as a YouTuber if you're solely focused on numbers because it's just not going to happen. Oh, no like way. you have to be coming from a very genuine place of wanting to have an impact and make a difference and to help people ultimately yeah. because you're connecting with an audience and and they're connected to that person who themselves has a higher purpose. Exactly. It's so funny that you say that because today I ran into this boy who is local around my area and he's trying to start a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and he's got like 10k, you know, he's 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 growing. Yeah. And he's always picking my brain, but he says things like okay, Sarah, so if you were vlogging today, would you vlog this if we were at a coffee store? Mm. And I was like, yeah, probably. It's a part of my day. And he's like, what kind of angles would you do? And I was like, that question just there, you're overthinking it. If, if it's a vlog, just do what you would want to watch. Do what comes naturally to you. Yeah. Don't overthink it. And as soon as you do that, you you freak yourself out and then you end up not filming because you go, oh, it's too overwhelming. That's true. That's so, very true, yeah. Uh, you know, wh- while I do... I do plan things and a lot of moves I do, I don't want to use the word, uh, I don't want to use the word calculated, but you know, I purposely use the color pink because that's my brand color. Well, there's color some and strategy I, I, to it too. That's not, and yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad to have no. some branding and strategy. I mean, that's all part of having, you know, a business and entrepreneur and that's what all YouTubers are when they get to your point that this is your job. This yeah. is what you do every day. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but in terms of the scenes, I'm like, honestly, half of the stuff that's in my vlogs, I couldn't plan. No. I couldn't pre-plan that Kurt is going to, you know, surprise me and we're going to do all this crazy no. stuff. That's just my life. So yeah. yeah. So vlogging, you, you really can't. I mean, it's got, and that's even no. more important that it's organic and it's, it's just happening. Right. I mean, that's, and yeah, that's exactly. the best content that things that yeah. you don't plan. It's just what's happening. And when you're out and about, and so you really yeah. can't just sit there. But I mean, I do like, you know, I do love just like the idea of just focusing on, on the, you're basically focusing on how you're serving people. And yeah. that's a, that, in my, I have a YouTube boot camp, like a group coaching where I help people with their YouTube channels, help them start and grow. And then that that is like, the main thing that I stress so much is like, you need to start with your why and your purpose because that'll, that'll yeah, help start you. Yeah, start with the why. That is, that is the golden rule. Mm-hmm. Start with the why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say your why is? I would say, I would say true, true happiness. I, it's a little deeper than people think. So people think, oh, you just want to help people cure their skin or mm-hmm. get abs. And it's honestly not, it's enjoying a healthy and fit lifestyle that's maintainable. And that's my why, because forever, you know, for years when I went through puberty, I was always at, I guess, a bad point with my body. I was always working against my body or resenting it in some way. 
And nowadays I'm like, we're life's too short to resent our bodies and to pick apart ourselves. We're never going to be that idealistic perfect that we want to be, but we can just do the best that we can be. So my vlogs are really, my vlogs and my channel and my brand, Sarah's Day, is just about listening to your body and trying to be the happiest version of yourself in whatever situation that is. So, you know, people see my channel and they go, oh, you have the perfect relationship and the perfect apartment and the perfect diet. And I say, no, I, you know, compare me to Kim Kardashian. Look at her house. <laughs> Look at her. You know, yeah. you, you, you do what you can in your life and your situation mm-hmm. and just try to look at the glass half full because, if, you know, to my, to my old school subscribers, when I was in my old relationship, in my old house, I was negative. I had a completely different personality and vibe and yeah, my old, my old vlogs. I'm like, Hey guys, I'm going to the gym. I'm so not in the mood. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I was just a downer and watching my vlogs makes you leave negative. And so, and, and I didn't really, I didn't, you didn't understand the impact too, probably. No mm-hmm. way. Until until I genuinely found happiness and balance and then I kept vlogging and people said, you're so much happier these days. And I said, really? Then I would watch my old vlogs compare it and I was like, oh my gosh, what kind of energy was I putting out into the world? Mm. So so what happened yeah. there? What was the <clears throat> shift in that, that shifted you from being super negative to being like very positive and, and essentially kind of changing the trajectory of your channel? A lot of it had to do with career. So mm. when I was when I was at university, while I was good at primary education, it wasn't my passion. Mm. I would be on prac, so you had to go on like a six week practical, you know, assessment. Mm. And I just I just knew deep down there's more that I want to be doing. Or this isn't me. This isn't my destiny kind of thing. Mm. So and and then on the flip side of that, I was also working in retail, and I just I hated customer service. I love talking and I love meeting new people, but I just yeah. I hated retail. Yeah. So I, you know, every aspect of my life, it wasn't true to, you. to myself and to my passion. So I'd wake up, go to university, wasn't passionate. Then I'd go to work, wasn't passionate. Then I'd go to my gym and go through the motions, do a bodybuilding session, wasn't pas- passionate. So I had no passion in my life. I had no vibrance. I had no happiness. Mm. And then, you know, like I said, with that pivotal moment in my YouTube, when I changed my relationship, when I became single, I said, you know what, I'm going to revamp everything. I quit my job. I quit uni. I reevaluated my friendship groups and your vibe attracts your tribe. I have amazing friends now who bring out the best in mm. me. And I think that is a top, that's a topic in itself. Yeah. Oh yeah. The who so, you surround yourself around is oh, huge. It has such a major. big impact on you and your own energy and how you see the world. And it's so, so big. Yeah. But even to this day, I'm still evolving that. Mm-hmm. So who, who, who my tribe was last year has kind of shifted a little bit this mm. year. And I think that's all what that's normal because everyone goes through transitions, mm-hmm. everyone changes, and it just depends if your circle are changing with you or are they bringing out maybe not the best side of you. Yeah. So that again, just who I surrounded myself with and now my new relationship with Kurt, he just, he honestly brings out the happiest, most bubbly and selfless version of me. So that's really helped. That's awesome. Um, so the next question has to do with struggle. Is there something that you struggled? I mean, YouTube is, you know, highs and lows, right? Is there something that you yeah. struggled with when it comes to your YouTube channel? Yeah. I, let's not even use the, the past tense, struggled. I still struggle. Mm. And the two major things would be um, negative feedback, I guess. Uh, I'm all for constructive criticism, mm-hmm. but there are people you would know 
they're I'm, I'm just going to call them trolls yeah. because at the end of the day, that's, that's what, what they, they are. are yeah. And and they just, you know, there are people out there who just make random fake accounts just to be mean to you. And it's just like, it's just exhausting. Yeah, you're like, why? And, and, yeah, it just makes me sad because the comment itself doesn't make me sad. But when you read thousands of them, it makes oh you God. not want to read your, yeah, when you, when you don't want to see that it makes you not want to read your whole comment box which is really unfair to the people who are commenting really lovely things Mm -hmm. or you know giving you ideas giving you blog ideas or expressing their feelings you know sometimes I do get anxiety before I read my comment box but Mm. I have an obligation to read my comments and, and respond and reply and listen to my audience but I really do I get really nervous before I read anything specific like especially if they say anything negative about my family and my friends or Kurt I'm really protective over the people close to me. So if, you know, they say something mean about Kurt or mean about my mom, I'm like, yeah, geez. that just, that, it just hits my soul. Yeah, you know? that's hard. Why do you think, so, uh, why do you think people pick on you like that or, you know, your channel? My mom has always said to me, yeah. <laughs> not, not the jealousy, you know how it's like, oh, they pick on you because they're jealous. My mom has honestly always said, um, people pick on you or people say mean things because I come across so confident mm-hmm. and so sure of myself. Yeah. So I remember, I remember in primary school, a, a little girl came up to me and she said, well, you know what? You look like a fish. Your face looks like a fish. And she doesn't, you know, she didn't realize, but that scarred me for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I ran into her the other day. She remembers saying that. And she expressed to me that she said that because she was jealous that I had big green eyes. Mm. So she said, she said, I, I said it to you to hurt your feelings because I was, I, I, I knew you were so confident and you didn't care. And I said, isn't that funny that people who are so confident, people think that they don't care when mean things are said to them. Yeah, but everyone everyone cares. cares. You know, everyone yeah. has feelings. So, you know, even my friends sometimes say things like that to me. They're like, oh, we didn't like that vlog. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, yeah. <laughs> I, still, I still have feelings. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm confident and I'm sure of myself and, you know, but still out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely. And it's, I mean, I do think it is a jealousy thing to an extent. I do. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, you're, you're for a lot of YouTubers, it's a very aspirational place to be. I mean, people maybe are watching videos when they're at a job that they hate. Right. And people, yeah. you know, you living your life and living your dream does two things. It, it gives people the permission to do the same, but it also maybe makes people like, slightly jealous because they're not achieving their dreams. Right. So those people are like there to lash out and just be like, eh, you know, she's annoying or whatever. But but also because they think that what they see in the vlog, they think that's me every single day. And while that's, that's true to me on that day, they don't see the two days a week that I have to sit down at a computer for 12 hours in blocks, in 12-hour blocks, editing that vlog. Mm-hmm. And I'm not complaining. And people say, oh, you complain about editing. I'm like, no, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just, putting yeah. it into pers- yeah, I'm just putting it into perspective saying, sure, yesterday I trained at the gym and I rode my bike up to the shops and I got a coffee and I made a salad. But today, today I'm day. bunkered down yeah. in my studio replying to emails and editing this vlog for you. So I'm like you when they say, oh, your life is easy because you, you don't work an office job. I'm like, well, you know, I kind of do. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's a different type of job and it's a, a huge amount of work to have a YouTube channel. But yeah, yeah and it's, it is hard. Like 
like you, you seem like you have a really good like perspective on it, but it's still, like you said, it's hard. Like when someone's like mm-hmm. you know, saying things about your family or like, okay, come on. But then the other the people say, well, it's fair game because you're putting your family out there. Right. And yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it's tough, right? It, it, it is tough, but you just have to just, I don't know, just ignore it in a way. I do. And that's the thing. I, I don't respond yeah. and I just delete it. And And because my thing is, it's like, I don't want to welcome that kind of energy, energy onto my channel or my page. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to show people that it's okay to speak to people like that. So I delete it and people say, oh, why, why is she deleting comments? She doesn't want to address it. I say, no, I don't want other people to think that it's okay to speak like that to another person. Yeah. You just don't want that. I mean, your whole channel no. is all about, you know, living your best life, positivity, all this stuff. And then to have that just negative energy there, it's just, it's just gross. Yeah. Like you don't want it. And I always say this too. It's like the people who are inherently happy, like they want to see other people happy. Like they are happy exactly. and they want to say happy and be nice things. And, you know, when you think about you're having like a really good day, you just want to like do good for other people. And like, you just like want to say nice things. And it's really the people that are, are doing that. They're just like miserable human beings. Like they have to be, exactly. you know, because yeah. to be able to like, not just be unhappy, but to like feel good about spouting hate. It's just, you just have to think about who's on the other side of that. And it's just not something that you would want to be, or even like, you know, associate with. They're probably just a very sad, sad person. And it's like, you almost just feel sorry for them. Yeah. It's like that saying, it's like to, to love another person, you have to love yourself first. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. And you said there are two things. What's the other thing you struggle with? Oh, definitely the email side of it. So, Mm. you know, my YouTube channel is one thing, but I also have my eBooks and I have a fitness, uh, like my activewear line. I have protein balls. I have another project in the works. Wow. That's Um, amazing. I have my Instagram. We have our podcast. So Sarah's day, it's a, it's a, it's a a huge brand. Yeah. 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 It's a huge brand. So I'm, you know, it's just, I get an email every four minutes on one email account. We, I get another one every, I think it's, we worked out it's these every seven minutes on another account. Oh my God. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's, it's insane. So now I've actually got a team. I have, a, they call the SESI squad and they help me deal with the emails, which have to do with my ebook mm-hmm. and my website. Mm. And like then customer um, service. And then yeah, okay. customer service stuff. But I'm also in the process of getting a PA just to help me sift through my personal yeah. Sarah's Day emails because, you know, as you would know, you get so many collaborations opportunities and that's not really where my focus is. My focus is on Sarah's Day and, and making business. my own products and doing my own line and doing my own podcast and doing my own thing. So I don't really collaborate very much, but I still like to be appropriate and send back an email saying like, hi, sorry, at this time, I, I don't, I'm not really collaborating. But even that, you know, I, I need... I can't respond to one every. No, that's a lot. I was was going to ask you, like, you know, your all your businesses and everything. Do you have a a team of people that uh, works for you? Um, yes, but it's it's not like a full time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I have a a a team who I use for different projects, and they're my go to people. Mm -hmm. So you know, I I do have the team that helps me with customer service for the eBooks, and they. If, if customers email that email, they know that I'm not responding yeah. because no one will ever respond as me. No one ever speaks as me. Yeah. It's, it's me to the core. So if, if you, if something happens to your ebook and something, you know, 
we respond to you, it's from the SESI squad or it's from one of their names. Yeah. If I respond to you, if it's from SESI or Sarah, that's always me. Yeah. So in terms of my ebook, I have like my designers who I always use. I outsource that. But essentially, it's pretty much a one-man job right now, which is why I'm very exhausted. Wow, (laughs) that's so crazy. And so what are the different business? I think it's really awesome that you have all these different businesses because as a, you know, as a creator, you have to diversify kind of the different incomes that come in because otherwise... And, and capitalize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise you can't just rely on YouTube AdSense. First off, it's it's not enough. But secondly, no. it, it's, it, they can change it. The algorithm could change and, and you know, who knows. So yeah. um, what are the different types of like businesses that you have? So yeah, like you were saying about the algorithm and AdSense, YouTube to me isn't about money. Obviously that one's just about establishing me as a person and just maintaining my relationships. And then everything else, um, that comes off of that, like my spinoffs of that is where my income, I guess, comes from. Mm -hmm. So my first one, my first business venture was my ebook. So sweat it to shred it. And it's an eight week active lifestyle challenge. Mm -hmm. And that's my eat like my fitness ebook. So that was part one. And part two is actually launching this May. Super, super exciting. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on that. So that, um, I did that all by myself. Obviously, Kurt took the photos for me and then I outsourced two of my friends who were graphic designers mm-hmm. and they helped me put the physical ebook together. So I wrote it all and yeah. designed it all and everything. So that was like a little a, a team thing, but that took me a year to put together. Mm, wow. And then um, after, after that launched, we did a launch event and there was thousands of people lining up. I don't know if you know George Street in Sydney, but it's like a really, really busy wow. street in the city. And there was people lining up. It was so surreal. So I thought, oh my gosh. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I thought if this was just an ebook, imagine the other things that I could do. Mm -hmm. So following on from that, I've done um, a protein ball collaboration. So I had my own protein balls. And one of my favorites, one of my favorite things I've ever done was my activewear with White Fox Boutique. And that sold out in essentially basically all sold out in um, 24 hours and we crashed the website for 10 hours because of the traffic yeah so that's that yeah that's restocking in may on white fox boutique but you can also access it through my website sarahj.com um i have one other project coming out very very soon which i can't say just yet but it really exciting has to do with food awesome again wow that's so what cool. Else? Oh, and, and then I do random things. So I got to travel around Australia with Cotton On and meet all my fans. Like I hate the word fans. <laughs> meet people who follow my journey, people who follow my channel. Um, and again, like in Perth, we had thousands of people lining up, people who got there at like three in the morning. I was just like, guys, I'm just a regular gal. Like what's going on? <laughs> so why do you think people are so connected? I mean, there's a lot of fitness people out there, right? There's a lot of fitness people that do, you know, six week programs, eight week programs. I mean, why do you think that, you know, what you have to offer is bringing out people by the thousands to, you know, to, to see, or, you know, to, to purchase your, your products? I I don't want to just say because I'm real, because I honestly think a lot of the fitness YouTubers out there are real, but maybe, maybe I'm just a bit more like the people who watch my channel, you know, I'm not always motivated. And I say that in my channel, I say, you guys, I cannot be bothered to go to the gym today. Hence why I'm going to go and do a stair session at the beach. And so I guess maybe my fitness routines are a lot more flexible and, um, gentle and kind because, you know, I see these people on YouTube, other 
you know, really successful YouTubers and they're smashing it at the gym every day and doing these crazy workouts. And I'm just like, oh, I just couldn't bother today. So, yeah, you know, you share I'm, that. I'm, and I'm, I'm the, yeah, I'm the first to film that and I instant story it and I go, I say, guys, the reason, you know, I make my ebook in the way that I do with diverse workouts and every day is, every single day is different. That's why it takes me so long to write it because I test them all twice. So, wait, you do you know, your I, ebook is what you said, six weeks or eight weeks? Eight, eight weeks. So the first ebook, Sweat It to Shred It, it was eight weeks and there's like four different styled workouts in there. But again, they're all totally different. So there's one that's like super intense. It's called Sweaty Shredders mm-hmm. and they are intense. Like I write, if you, if, if you have to stop halfway and take a breather, that you're not a failure. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And then there's challenge days and there's recovery days. But with this second ebook, oh my gosh, <laughs> I've been testing it. I've been testing it and just like, the, the final challenge day, it's like, I think at the start, I'm going to have in caps lock, enter at your own risk because this is hard. But then on the flip side, there's one that just makes you go for a two kilometer walk in the day. That, and that's the workout. So it, it, I'm really about balance and you don't have to do the Monday workout on Monday or the Wednesday workout on Wednesday. Listen to your body. If you have loads of energy, you've just smashed down a coffee, totally go and do one of my circuits. But if you're not feeling it, but you want to get out of the house or like your kids are annoying you and you just want to have a little escape, go for my 2.5 kilometer walk and do the little ballet booty session at the beach, you know? So it's so cool. It's gentle. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. And uh, do you promote your eBooks like on your YouTube channel or do you like, how do you kind of sell it per se? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess with that, I do have to be cautious and not just do the ebook workouts on my channel because then why would someone buy the ebook? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I usually give little snippets or I like to add value. So I say, okay, I do have an ebook with eight week, eight weeks worth of crazy workouts. Here's an additional one on my YouTube channel. So pretty much everything I film is not an ebook workout. Okay. Uh, you yes. mean that on your YouTube channel? Yeah. Yeah. So everything I filmed. So for instance, my last vlog, I did a boxing session with Kurt and I, I gave ideas about how you can box with a partner and there's like a number game. That workout is not included in my ebook. However, when I was talking about it, I said this, my boxing lately has been, um, my, my ebook story has been highly influenced by my boxing sessions. Mm. So there is a boxing workout in the new ebook, but you can do it by yourself. You don't need a partner. You don't need equipment. But if you do have equipment, watch my YouTube channel because this is one you can do as well. Mm. So I, I, it's always very similar because I'm really authentic in the way that I train. Like if I film how I train, like that's how I train yeah. that day. Yeah, it's almost so, like a you know, teaser they're, they're, in a way. Like it's like a yeah, teaser to yeah. the, the ebook. Yeah, or a bonus. Yeah, because bonus. again, if if you buy if you buy the ebook, I don't want you to go on my YouTube channel and say, oh, why did I buy this? I could have just watched you do it. Yeah, so, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it is kind of tough. Cause you know, with people who have fitness, it's like, you want to have fitness videos on there, but you also sell your own programs. So yeah. it's like, how do you figure out what's on your channel versus what you sell? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. but also I can do a music montage and just not say the reps and not say the time, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I can There's, just show cool music and me doing burpees. It's like, you don't know how many I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah. And like people like also like a, like a specific program too, that just lays it out oh, for them. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. probably the biggest benefit, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and then also you do vlogging and other lifestyle things as well. So yeah, um, that's so that's so cool. And I think it's just like, it's so important. 
uh, for YouTubers and influencers uh, and, you know, for you guys listening to really like start thinking about your YouTube channel as a vehicle to, uh, to, to have a business, right? It's not just about the yeah. AdSense. It's really not. And no way. No, no way. And it, it's so much more than that. And it's also not just about like doing brand deals too. That's great as well. Oh my gosh, no. But you really want to like to be killing it like, you know, the way you are, Sarah, and you know, the other people I've interviewed, it's like you have to come up with your own product. Like you just Definitely. have to. And, and I'm still, I'm um, an ambassador for Tropeka and Loving Earth, but that's because I was using those products before it was even a thing. Yeah. So before I even started any kind of collaborations, I was using Loving Earth. I was using Tropeka. And so, you know, we I'm their ambassador. And obviously I've had other competing brands email me saying, we'll offer you double. We don't care. But I'm all about brand loyalty. And I'm like, guys, I use Tropeka. I use Loving Earth. I use these products. I'm not just going to jump ship for a price. People follow me because I genuinely promote certain brands or certain products that I use. Yeah. I would never, I would never want to give misleading information or lead people astray because I'm getting a great brand deal. That's just not my vibe at all. And I think people can see that because the fact that I've been with the same protein company, you know, a pretty low key, modest Australian protein company, yeah. and I'm one of the biggest fitness YouTubers. Yeah. I feel like that speaks pretty highly for my channel. I, I, I'm not. You're not chasing. The, yeah, you're not chasing the latest fat no or fat or like you know the oh this new company or that new company and so I think that's a really no. cool thing that you mentioned that you were using them before so did they find you because you were mentioning them and using them in your content or did how did that happen yeah yeah I think I must have just I think to be completely honest I, I reckon I would have like tagged them yes. in my Instagram being like oh sure. my gosh I hope they see I'm using them you know back in the yeah. day of like old school Instagram and I would have been like oh my gosh maybe they'll send me some protein or maybe they'll send me some chocolate and that's how it started yeah. so they just like would randomly send me some gifts and I was like oh my gosh like I got some free chocolate yeah and then um and then when they started to see value in my channel they were like hey let's like set up something more concrete yeah. do you want to be our ambassador and I was like oh my gosh I've been obsessed with you guys forever yes I want to be your ambassador so yeah. And I yeah. think that's really cool. And it, it just comes from a really organic place of you naturally using the product. And I think that's something really yeah. important for, and I think it helps too, that they were, are they local companies to you? Like local? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, well, kind of, I'm in Melbourne a lot. Mm -hmm. So I've been to both of their head offices mm -hmm. and um, I've met them all in person and I know the CEOs, I know all of their names and, you know, we can chat on the phone and we have a really good relationship. And that's what I value because it makes it fun. So if I do a really fun integration into my vlog, they'll call me and say, oh my gosh, we loved that. Mm -hmm. It's like really casual. Yeah, it's like a really great relationship. I mean, that's like totally. a dream relationship that you have with the brand. And I think it's, exactly. yeah. And like if, as, as, you know, creators, you have to start thinking about, okay, probably the best way to work with brands is, you know, yeah, there's like big brands out there, but you know, it's probably better. They're stressful. Yeah. They're stressful. And they're so, I, I don't, I would never want to get a specific brief of what I had to do for an Instagram post no. or a, a YouTube. I'm like, Oh no, yeah. no, no, no. That's too much, you know, so too much work so and I'm not like, natural. Oh, like totally. Yeah. Not natural. And, and people see through that. So I'm like, I have my brands that I love from day dot and that's me and that's it and anything extra I just want to do my own thing mm -hmm. so even my active wear that came about because I was at that crossroads where it was like do I do my own active wear by myself and you know produce it and find like a manufacturer or do I collaborate with an existing relationship I have with some clothing mm -hmm. and then I'll just you know get a percentage and to me that was so 
much better because I just wanted to be a part of the creative side. And I already saw how much my oh, you made cust- the right- my customer service yeah my customer right decision, service email yeah. for my ebook was insane. So I was like, I can't imagine oh my god activewear. So I was like, I'll just be the creative. No, you made the right decision. <laughs> I mean, I had I had a clothing line, and it's like oh my god, it's oh, a lot. so hard to keep on top of. Oh my god, yeah. there's so much like the manufacturing, the design, and everything, and it's 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 yeah. Yeah, you'd made the right choice. And, and that's the thing, White Fox Boutique, that's their specialty. They're so good at that and yeah. they're so organized. And and again, I love them as people. Like the, the people who run it are so beautiful and I go to their office and they're just up the road from me and I play with their dog. So when I go in to talk about different colorways, it's so much fun. It's like hanging out with my friends. That's awesome. That's so how, how yeah. fun. Gosh, you're really just you're really taking this influencer platform and just being smart about it. But at the same Thanks. time being like having integrity to your brand and what you yeah. like have to offer. Like you're always like, you know, still serving your, yeah. your viewers, which is number one. It's so true though. Your, your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. And if you are a good, authentic, transparent vibe, you attract those people. So I'm really, really lucky that all of the businesses and the brands that I work with, the actual people behind those businesses are incredible and they completely trust me, which is like such a breath of fresh air because they say, we totally trust you. Here's the product. Go do what you want with it. I'm like, great. I'll just do my normal life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they want. So that, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So yeah. we are nearing the end of the interview and you've had so much amazing. It just, I just love like your energy and, and you know, everything that you have to offer. So thank you. And no, uh, thank just you. a couple quick questions at the end. So uh, what do you wish you did when you first started your YouTube channel? Um, the only thing I would really say is just be more consistent at the start because then I could have been to a whole different platform now. So just be consistent, but be realistic. Don't say I'm going to upload every single day or every second day because it's really hard. It's really hard yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess, yeah, just be more consistent. And if I said I was going to upload every week, stick to that. Definitely. What is the biggest mistake you've made in your YouTube career? Ooh, my biggest mistake. Um, I mean, I've had mistakes in health and fitness, but I think they've helped my YouTube because I like showing my flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, I honestly don't even know. I, I would, oh, okay. <laughs> Here's like a really, it's probably a really bad one, but I used to make my thumbnails on, um, this website called like pick monkey or something. Yeah, uh-huh. And it was so, it was so limiting because you can't use the fonts that you want. You can't use the colors that you want. It's like really basic. So I wish that I always used Photoshop to make my thumbnails. Mm. I know that's like really, <laughs> it's a really bad tip, but honestly, for the vloggers out there, people are trying to start a YouTube channel, just get onto Photoshop now and don't use the websites that help you make a thumbnail because they're very limiting. That's not that's not bad advice. I find I think that's yeah. really. I mean, thumbnails are, are really important. Yeah. But uh, did you have to learn how to use? Um, yeah. Photoshop. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's so confusing. That's the thing. So, that's why people use yeah. sites like PicMonkey. I know. I know. I did a, like a little crash course, yeah. obviously, at school. Like that was one of our subjects. Hmm. But when um, when Kurt and I started dating, he really gave me like a little a little mini. Tutorial. Mm-hmm. So now when we did our podcast, which is um the dot health code, 
I got to make our logo and I was so proud of myself because I was like, oh my gosh, I just made like our whole branding suite yeah. and I had, and I didn't even know how to use Photoshop last year. Oh so I gosh. was really proud of myself. You're like, I'm like a graphic designer now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like a triple threat. <laughs> Hi, Amy. <laughs> I mean, it's a great skill to have. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, it's so helpful because mm-hmm. if I need something quickly, yeah, I you know how to do it. I know. Yep. Um, yep. What is the smartest decision you've made in your YouTube career? Um, bringing good people into my team mm. because you can't do everything by yourself. No, you can't. I think that's huge. There's no way yeah. that you could be doing like everything that you're doing by yourself. No. I mean, I'm impressed that you're editing your own videos because that would be the first oh. thing I would say. <laughs> Outsource that's, that's, that. I've been doing it all morning. I've oh been doing God. it all morning because yeah, it takes me one vlog. So I upload every three days. One vlog takes me probably 14 hours. Oh my God. How, how often do yeah. you vlog? Um, like every second day or every third day. So you do a, a vlog every, every, so every one of your videos every is a vlog? Every three days. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I probably do like one sit down chat video a month, oh. but every other one is a vlog. So the video I uploaded yesterday, like last night was a 21 minute vlog. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's, and it's all edited. It's not like I leave bits in where I'm like, um, yeah. um, it's all really short, like sharp to the point, music, transitions, colors, I color grade. So, you know, that took me, yeah, that took me like 15 hours. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. But you must love it though. Like you must enjoy that process. And I complain, right? I complain. I'm like, I need to get an editor. I can't do it all by myself. And then Kurt will say, okay, okay, give me the footage from the gym and I'll edit that bit. And I say, okay. So I sit him down at my desk and I give him my memory cards and I go, okay. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't trust you. Yeah. You're not going to do it justice. I say, get, get off. Let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's like a definitely like a labor of love, but, um, yeah. what do you use to edit? Uh, Final, Final Cut. Cut. What do you have any yeah. like editing tips? Um, use the shortcuts on the keypad and that's about it. <laughs> Everyone always asks, Oh, how, how do you edit? I'm like, literally just Final Cut Pro and then use your imagination. There's no secret. Yeah. There's, there's the cut tool, there's the transition tool and there's the title tool. That's all I use. And it's up to you to make it cool with some cool music. I think there's like a basic understanding. Like you have to have like an under not basic, like you have to have an understanding of pace and like, yeah. you know, pace and uh, slow yeah. and all that. Totally. Mm-hmm. And and even audience retention, like yeah. people can only l- listen to the word um yeah. so many times. So cut cut a few out. <laughs> do you pay attention to that? Like your audience retention when you when you upload a video, do you, do you look at that as a metric? Uh, you know what? I really should because it's obviously a lot lower than the length of my vlogs. Mm-hmm. But um, whatever I'm doing right now is working. So yeah. don't, bro- don't, fi- don't fix what's not broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's awesome. And where do you find your music? Um, I have a few DJs that I collaborate mm. with. They're local DJs who oh, I've known so for a long cool. time. And I said, yeah. So they, they always say, if you need any, any music, let us know. Or like a lot of YouTubers, I'll just use the no copyright sounds, mm. uh, music on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a, that's a daily battle finding cool music. Yeah. No, especially with vlogs. Yeah. Like, yeah, really hard. And that's one thing that people love about my channel. It's just in every vlog, I have a little music montage, whether it's me at the gym or me making a smoothie. Mm-hmm. It's like a little, it's like an episode. It's like a mini movie. Mm-hmm. So I can't just upload me walking around the house chatting. Well, you know, I'll, I'll watch some people's vlogs like that. Yeah. People know that my vlogs are going to have a music montage in it. So I, every so day that I expectation. have to find the cool music. Yeah. yeah. And it has to be, does yeah. it have to be different? Do you, do you do a different one every time? 
I often use a different one every time. However, if there's one that I'm loving or it just like really reflects my brand or reflects my mood or that scene, I will use it again. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of work, but obviously oh, tell, tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And doing your businesses and everything like that's just crazy, but that that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I think you, you said this at the start of the episode, you get up at 6am and you go to bed at midnight every day and yep. you're working. Yep. I believe it. But I love it. Yeah. You know, I used to get up and drag myself out of bed. And now I'm like, boom, yeah. let's go and edit. Or like, let's go write my ebook. Yeah. And I just try to put myself in, you know, I am lucky that I work from home. But even if you're at home doing assignments or homework, put yourself in an environment that makes you creative and makes you happy. Mm-hmm. If you're doing, if I'm doing something stressful like emails, I'll go and plonk myself on the beach yeah. or I'll go to a, a cafe. You know, I can't always be in my apartment because sometimes to me that's stressful because I'm always here. So like this afternoon, for instance, after I get off the phone to you, I'm going to go down to the beach and write my ebook chapter because it's a chapter on de-stressing and being calm. So I need to be in a calm environment mm-hmm. to write that. Yeah. Yeah. Your environment's like really important. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite video or the video that you're most proud of? Oh, I'm going to be biased, but I love the video that I posted last night oh. because at the end, it's so funny <laughs> because Kurt and I... Um, we snuck up to my parents' house in like these big bunny suits mm. and we ended up like jumping in the pool and it was really funny. Oh my gosh. But I, I, I just love my day in the life kind of vlogs. I like vlogs with my family. Mm-hmm. I don't I just love all my travel vlogs. I'm, it changes every week. Like I'll upload one and then in my Instagram, I'll say, you guys, this is my favorite video I've ever uploaded. So honestly it changes, it changes. but I just like, I like the funny ones. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what is your favorite opportunity that you've received as a result of being on YouTube? Mm. Um, um, oh, one that makes me really sad that I didn't get to do. I was so busy last year writing my ebook. I got offered the chance to go to the Maldives oh and gosh. I had to say, I had to say no. Why? So I, because I was so busy oh writing. Oh my God. Like, what an awesome well, opportunity. I, and, I know. And my thing is you need to prioritize and really what's your, what's your tunnel vision? What's your goal? Mm -hmm. But anyway, going back to one of the best opportunities, I would say doing my active wear was pretty epic because everything, yeah, everything else was out under my control. It was my choice to do the ebook. It was my choice to film something. So, you know, the opportunities provided to me would be either my active wear or even traveling around Australia for meetups. That was awesome. I love meeting people. That's really so. For for doing that, was that like self funded, or did you have a company that kind of sponsored that? No, I I had a company, so I just had to do it in their stores, and um, so they had cool. a little pop up. Yeah, it was so. So they was that the clothing? Was that the clothing line that did that, or was that a separate? Yeah, oh. yeah. So so that it wasn't my active wear, but I was just like collaborating with them at the time, and I would just like wear their clothes. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, they sent me around to all their different stores around Australia, and. That's yeah, so like I got cool. to do meetups with with like thousands and thousands of people. It was so cool. How many people would show up to like uh, uh, one meetup? Um, the average was around twelve hundred, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it, they went. So they originally we were like, oh, it'll just be like a three hour meetup. We ended up doing it for like, oh, like five hours. I was or something. Say, and I would like, meet everyone. That's but also I like to have a conversation with them. You know, I don't just want to. I'm not. I'm not famous, yeah. you know, like I'm not like a celeb. I, I don't just take a photo. You know, people, they're really invested in my life. They know exactly what's going on. They saw me on Instagram oh story God. that morning. So they're like, 
oh my gosh, did you end up getting the green juice or the, or the orange juice? So I talk to everyone. I have a conversation with them. The 1,200 people? That's crazy. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, I like want to die by the end, but in a good way. I'm like, I'm so exhausted, oh but God. I feel so loved. <laughs> oh, it must be such an incredible feeling. What, and like, that's yeah. like hashtag goals for anybody that's starting a YouTube channel, like what you're experiencing with that and like knowing the impact that you have on so many people. And those are those are just the people that like took the effort to come and see you. I mean, there's thousands more that, that don't live in that area but just to know that you had that kind of impact like like hashtag goals for like anybody that's amazing (laughs) thank you and and that's so true and sometimes I have to remind myself of that if I go back to my hotel room after that kind of thing and I'm like oh I'm so tired like no one stands I'm like oh my gosh shut up Sarah (laughs) like what is your life I'm like this is so amazing so yeah sometimes I just have to slap myself and be like get over yourself that's so yeah (laughs) no I mean what an amazing opportunity that's so exciting and then Back yeah. to the Maldives, did a company invite you for that? Or how did that go? Yes, out? yes. It was like this really cool bungalow thing. <sighs> and this was at like, for the people who follow my channel, you'll know what situation I'm talking about. It was like the most stressful moment of my life, putting my ebook together and putting, because I put the event together by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I organized pretty much, it was like a wedding. It was huge. The e-book, In the middle what, of the city, launch? thousands of people. The ebook launch? E-book, yeah, ebook launch mm-hmm. one. So I was doing that all by myself and I was getting inundated with honestly like an email every eight minutes from a different company. And I, I remember reading that one saying, oh, that would be amazing. But I, I have my ebook launch and I replied saying, this is amazing, but I'm really sorry. I can't do it. And then I told Kurt the other day and he was like, what the heck? Why would you do that? Or to say, um, can we like uh, hold that thought for like two uh, months? Yeah. Like, so, so about the Maldives, yeah. I'm totally keen now. Yeah, you're like, um, well, you never know. They yeah. might, I mean, the yeah. Maldives are still there. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. You know, they no, might still no, consider I'm, I'm doing it. I'm looking for something for Canada now. I'm like, anyone who wants to collaborate for Canada, oh, I'll be there. yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay, what is your superpower? Mainly, meaning like, what do you have that's unique to, no, not unique. What do you have that comes naturally to you that just you're really good at that you think has contributed to your success? Storytelling, mm. definitely. Like I'm really passionate about anything. Like me and my friend went for a walk yesterday and I was telling her about this new coconut mint sauce that I made up for my salad bowls. And she was like, Sarah, I'm just going to stop you there. She was like, I was so deep in that conversation and so tantalized by like <laughs> what you were saying. She's like, you tell stories so well. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, Beck, like the coconut was just like oozing and you have no idea. I was so passionate. <laughs> so she was like, Oh my God. She's like, I, I felt, I felt like I was eating it. I was there. I was with you. <laughs> and that's an awesome trait to have because people love watching that. People want to watch yeah. that, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, that's what I was scared about my podcast. Like our podcast, we've only done one episode, oh. but I was really scared because I was like, I'm very animated with my hands and my face. I was like, I wonder if it will come across in audio. And then we listened and everyone's comments are like, I can just imagine what hand gestures she's doing yeah. right now. And I can imagine what her face is. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> it comes true. across like it's, you know, tone and intonation. Yeah, I hope so. All that stuff. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> and the last questions is, and I, you already answered this, but you know, what is your why and what is your avatar? Meaning what is like your ideal viewer? Not ideal, but like, what is like your typical viewer? My typical viewer would be, I mean, I'm not, I'm gender neutral, any boy or girl, but specifically, you know, I do cater to more of the female side, but I would say a girl looking for balance and 
a girl looking to live a healthy and fit lifestyle in a maintainable, enjoyable way, whatever that means to her. So it doesn't mean that you need to work out how I work out, eat how I eat, live how I live, have friends like me, whatever is true to you, but it's finding that out and finding out your own passions. And I think that's my why it's, I finally found who I am. You know, everyone has two sides to them. They may have that party side and that fit side or the angry side or the boss girl side. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And I think it's finding that balance and when to explore one side of you more than the other and who you surround yourself with and how to live in a healthy lifestyle. It's finding that balance was so gratifying and freeing for me. And I really want other girls to find that as well. I love that. Well, Sarah, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, getting to know you. And it's just so impressive everything you've accomplished. And and how old are you? Thank you. I'm 25. Oh my gosh. All this by 25. That's amazing. (laughs) I mean, you have such an incredible future ahead of you. And I just can't wait to see, you know, how you conquer the world with your infectious energy and your positivity and your fitness and your guides and all that fun Aww. stuff. So for people Thank listening you. who maybe don't know who you are, I'm sure they're going to go stalk you and be like, who is she? Let me check <laughs> this out. Um, and where can people find you? And of course I will list, uh, you know, any of your guides or anything in the show notes, but where can people find you um, and check you out? Yes. Okay, so YouTube, just type in Sarah's Day, and that's me. On Instagram, it's Sarah's underscore day. My website is sarahsday.com, and our podcast is the dot health code on Instagram. Awesome. So, yeah, that's, but basically everything is also linked on my website. So that's just going to be like a little Sarah's Day hub. Perfect. Well, <laughs> I will be linking that in the show notes. So uh, thank you so much, Sarah. No, thank you so much. I had such a good time. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Well, that's it. That's our episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you stayed this long, do me a huge, huge favor and leave a review on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing. It helps more than you know, helping other people find the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. Also, make sure you check out beautyandthevlog.com for all the show notes for this episode. And if you're not a part of the Beauty and the Vlog family on our Facebook group, make sure you join for lots of support, collaborations, and questions and answers for anything related to being a content creator on YouTube. This is Erica, and I will see you next week. Mwah.